I certainly think there's a huge amount of interest, uh, you know, in this, uh, much more so than the last time around. Uh, and I also look at really, uh, you know, we're in a much different, and I would say a better position today than we were a year ago. No surprise, there is all kinds of interest for the head coach and GN openings with the Jaguars. Over $100 million in cap space, number one overall pick. Say less optimism is in the air this morning, as it should be. You just heard from Jaguars owner Shad Khan, who met with the media yesterday. You can check out that full press conference right now on Jaguars.com. Welcome in Jaguars Drive Time on a Tuesday morning, changing things up here this morning. Guys, overall impressions from that press conference. We only have two shows left in this season, but very busy day yesterday. Brian, what were your thoughts? Well, it, it's amazing how you, he turned the, uh, the page and we didn't even focus on what happened in 2020. Uh, and that's because of the situation they find themselves in with the number one overall pick and people who are lining up to have a conversation with him about the job. Um, you know, I'm sure your guys' Twitter feed is a so-and-so. Terry Fontenot from the Saints, uh, Ray Farmer from the, um, the Rams. I mean, just name after name after name. And I got the overriding sense was that he was going to take his time and he wasn't going to rush into anything. And, and why not take your time? You have the number one overall pick. You know the direction you're headed. And whoever you hire is going to have the same uh, flexibility that you have in building his staff because what offensive coordinator or quarterback's coach, you know, who wouldn't want to come and attach their wagon to that of Trevor Lawrence? Great quarterbacks have made careers for coaches. So whoever you hire is going to likely get whoever they want to hire. So take your time. Let the process play out. Do your homework. Don't be in a rush. And that was the sense I got from him, the vibe I got uh, during that news conference yesterday. Yes, no need to rush the search. But, John, there was a little bit of rush of closing that door of the 2020 season. Shad Khan spoke to the media at 1030 after they had just played their final game the night before. Um, and I think there was a purpose to that. You wanted to get this over with as soon as possible and look forward. And there is a reason to be optimistic this morning. Well, there was no reason to wait, and I thought Shad handled the Doug Marone questions as he would. There weren't many because everybody knew that was coming. Everybody knew that that's what it was going to be. I also thought Shad uh, made a relatively declarative statement in terms of, you know, if you, if you want to know who's going to run this, you're looking at him. And, you know, there's been some talk among fans, why isn't Shad involved more? Uh, you know, there's been buzz about, you know, why isn't that the case? Why don't we see him more? Well, yesterday you saw him. Shot's never been a guy to talk a whole lot uh, locally or even nationally. He likes, he prefers to step back and let football people run it. Right now there's no football people, but I think there was an element yesterday of him saying, you know what, you know, if the buck's going to stop, it's going to stop at me. 
and I'm going to make sure I'm involved with this thing. It's going to be my decision, and I'm going to run this thing. So I thought there was a little bit of that, too. Mm -hmm. So let's take a few moments to go over this press conference because there were so many points to it. The point that stuck out to me the most is when Shad Khan addressed getting the guy. There is now no secret that a franchise quarterback will be taken number one overall. Certainly we have a lot of salary cap uh, availability along with the draft picks and um, obviously the number one pick. But uh, what's evaded the history of the Jags uh, really has been a franchise quarterback. And I think what's unique uh, certainly is that we have the ability now to make a choice and it's going to define the franchise moving forward. Well, Brian, that was never a secret. And now it's just blatantly out in the obvious that they will take a quarterback number one. And I know you've been on that bandwagon for months and you touched on it at the top Since of the, the show. Beginning. You want a head coach and a general manager that is known for developing young quarterbacks. That has to be at the top of the list. You're seeing all of these names floating around, but that is something that will definitely be looked at. Well, and, and I know you're, you want to steer this towards that, but I, I got to go back to the owner. And, and look, this was the year to reset, right? People use the word tank, that's fine. Um, but this was the year to reset. And as he went through the laundry list, you know, the draft picks and the salary cap room, it sounded to me like a billionaire entrepreneur executing a plan. Now, I don't expect that Shad Khan's ever going to say, hey, look, we went into this year targeting the number one overall pick. But you can't tell me that they didn't go into the room with all the cards on the table last year, understanding what they had and what they didn't have and where they were capable of getting and where they weren't. This was never going to be a playoff team in 2020. They didn't have the quarterback, and they, they gave away, for draft choices, a lot of talent. And in the process, have put themselves in an enviable situation. This, to me, and that yesterday, was all the proof of my conspiracy theory that I needed to believe that they wanted to be in this position right here and right now. And so, and we'll talk, I'll talk in hot takes about coach, which is why I'm kind of staying away from it right now. But the reality of it is, is that a year ago, there was no hope. You've mentioned the word optimism four or five times this morning. There was, they weren't changing the coach or the general manager, and that generally gives people hope. Uh, the salary cap was a wreck at that point, and the roster was aged out without a quarterback. I mean, you're just thinking, oh my God, where, how can this thing possibly get off the ground? How can they possibly succeed? And in one year's time, they are in a position with everything they need to cement this franchise's future. That doesn't happen by accident, guys. That's a plan that's been executed. So now the next phase of that plan is who do they hire? But as I sat and listened to him yesterday, I just smiled because I have said all along this season should be about the reset, and that's what it was. They are perfectly positioned now, if they hire the right people, to succeed wildly. In one year's time, man, not many franchises, not many businesses can get to that position so quickly. Yes, a completely clean slate. And like we did mention, head coach Doug Marone met with Shad Khan yesterday morning and was let go of head coach. So what does that mean for the rest of the coaching staff? Someone asked Sean Khan. The assistant coaches, I mean, the ones that are under contract, we're going to keep them. Uh, we have some good coaches here, and I want the head coach, whoever that might be, to be able to look at that and retain some of them. But that would be the head coaches, obviously, 
decision. All right, so you just heard it here. It will be the new head coach's decision on assistant coaches, coordinators, you name it. And, John, there's a lot more that goes into it than just those coaches. It's trainers, especially now with the GM gone. It's trainers, football operations, you name it. Everything that is under a football team is up for question this morning. And that's the crappy part. It's a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. But I look at someone, for example, like wide receivers coach Keenan McCardell, who obviously – has great history with this franchise and is a great coach. It's someone like that that stands out to me of no matter who the head coach comes in, maybe someone like that stays. Yeah, it's possible. And look, you mentioned people losing their jobs. And a lot of those people are friends. You go, you go close to them over the years. But they also get when they get into this business that there are going to be times in transition. There's going to be Januaries where they are making calls and trying to figure out what's next. Very few, if any, NFL people get a job at 21 and retire at that job at 65. That's the reality of it. You know, the way Shad did it, the way this team did it, it's the way you do it. And I'm just talking about assistance right now. You keep assistance under contract because although it seems easy to compile an NFL staff, it's not easy to compile an NFL staff for an incoming coach. So by keeping the assistant, you give that coach, your new coach, bare minimum the option of keeping these guys a lot of times the guys they want are if they're working for say the Chiefs, just throwing a, a team out there well they're in a contract they can't go get them so there is a relatively limited pool and compiling a staff is hard this keeps options open and i do think a guy like uh, keenan mccardell jody camillus i mean there are guys who it makes sense to take a serious look at this is not a bad staff. I've been saying it all year. I expect major change on it, 80, 90% turnover. But it wouldn't be surprising if a couple stayed because there's good people on this staff. Right, and Brian, even if you look at maybe a, a college coaching of the possibility, I would imagine that's even harder when you're not in the NFL to then compile a complete staff, never even coaching in the NFL before if you're with college right now. And there are some candidates that are in college right now. Well, and you can bring guys from college with you, and a lot of these guys have relationships in the NFL. And the right general manager, the person that you bring in, is supposed to help, especially a young coach. If you go, if Urban Meyer's the guy, he can put a staff together, you know, right now, he can tell you who he wants. But say you go for the, uh, the coach at Iowa State, just to throw a name out there, Matt Campbell. Um, you know, you hire the right general manager, he helps put that staff together. To touch on what John just mentioned, though, the, the contracts that you have with these assistant coaches are assets. You don't just give them away. The new coach may decide, well, I, I, I'm going to bring in my own offensive line coach, so I'm going to let George Warhop go. Um, but you don't, you don't take those assets and just dispar discard them um, without at least letting the new coach come in and take a look and see what's there. And I do think Warhop is one of those coaches that's worth taking a good long look at I thought he did a terrific job this year. Uh, I read on ESPN this morning that the Jaguars' offensive line was a strength. Um, we've been saying it here all year. Jay Gruden started the conversation back in late August, early September, when he said this group has been playing well and is going to be critical for success. And when you go back and take a good, hard look at the offensive line, you will see a group that you can really build around. There's going to be some change there, no doubt, but I think Warhop, Marone gave him credit this year. I don't know that he got enough credit outside the building. I thought he did a really good job. 
absolutely a, a group that was heavily criticized and at times not fair for being criticized because overall the offensive line was a strength, like Brian said this season. When we come back, we recap the season. We recap the last game. Even though there are so many conversations about head coach and GM, there's still a football season to talk about, and we will talk about that in Big Things next. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity hey jaguar fans jack hannany is audi jacksonville and jack hannany is audi orange park have the luxury and exotic cars you're looking for lamborghini porsche audi rolls royce and more over 400 new and pre-owned exotic vehicles waiting for you with special financing up to 180 months and long-term leases you can afford to drive your dream car from hannany exotics at audi jacksonville and audi orange park Online at HannaNeaExotics.com. See you with complete details. Hi, folks. Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. By Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Farah and Farah reminds you to continue to wear a mask. Help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Fair and fair protecting you and your family since 1979. We're back. Jags Drive Time Tuesday morning this week. Brought to you by the Jet Home Loans. We only have two shows left this season. Our last show is tomorrow morning, but we still have big things to talk about. And big thing one is Doug Marone. While there was optimism yesterday, like I've said many times, the show yesterday... It was crappy. There were definitely parts that were crappy, and that was head coach Doug Marone, as well as many people losing their jobs yesterday. Doug Marone met the media for the last time after Sunday's loss to the Colts. It was the last press conference for him. And this business is just that, a business, but it can be tough at times, and Doug definitely shed some light on that. Uh, Ian Rappaport wound up texting me uh, the other day before he, he broke the story with his sources. And... Um, I'll tell you what, um, I have a great amount of respect for that. I really do. In other words, he was able to get that to me so I can prep my family, you know, my children. So, you know, they don't have to, you know, hear it from their friends or anything like that. And I think that, um, you know, that's something I'll always um, appreciate. I think that when the record is what it is, I think, you, you know, you have to be able to expect those things. Um, you know, but like I said before, um, you know, I, I asked about it and it was, it was, you know, it was like new news for us. So, you know, we'll see what happens. 
A lot of respect for head coach Doug Marone and echo many thanks for the way he treated us and everyone in the Jaguars organization. Big thing too is building blocks. The new general manager is going to have the task of pulling back the layers of this roster, the many layers, and where do you find the success and the potential in this roster? You have some building blocks here and you want to build on those and the wide receivers right now are just an example. If you can find a way to get the ball in his hands, good things are going to happen. I mean, he's one of, if not the strongest receiver, I've definitely I've been around and I can't even really remember seeing. I mean, he's like a running back when he gets the ball in his hands, but he can run receiver routes. So um, he's so hard to bring down. He's so strong. Um, I mean, he's like a man child out there. Um, so he's, uh, you know, the future is bright for this receiver group, obviously with DJ. With him, um, I think some of the guys might be free agents, but Colin showed what he could do. Um, so we'll see see who's back, but I think uh, Jags fans should feel good about their receiver group. That was quarterback Mike Glennon talking about LaVisca Chenault in general, saying he is like a man-child out there. Big thing three is 256 rushing yards against the Colts. Rookie running back Jonathan Taylor ran all over this team, and at one point the run defense was I want to call it a high point, but it was okay. It was manageable at some point this season, and that storyline is no longer at the end of the season. And we'll start right here, Brian. We talk about that the Jaguars have two picks in the first round, and obviously you're going to take a quarterback number one. But to me, interior defensive line, fixing this run defense has to be a priority because there were so many games where it was the highlight of the game. When we were talking about this on Monday morning, saying, how do you fix this run defense? And Frankly, you just need more bodies. Well, and you need big, strong bodies inside. And the Jaguars, they, you know, I mean, they, Taven Bryan, who we all thought might build on the season finale in 2019, flamed out. So there's nothing there. Devon Hamilton, meanwhile, the third-round pick this year from Ohio State, was, was ascending this season until he got hurt late in the year. You, you need more Devon Hamiltons. And just looking, you know, a precursor, right? Just looking at the draft, it doesn't appear like there are a lot of top defensive tackle candidates available at the top. So this may be an area that you go and dive heavily into in free agency to find some big bodies that can come in here and shore it up. They tried, right? Rodney Gunter had the heart issue and had to step away. Al Woods stepped away with COVID. Um, they've got to go back and find big guys inside. Um, and again, this draft, at least at the top, doesn't appear to be filled with that. Right, so maybe you do address that in free agency. And John, we talked about building blocks and big thing too. And wide receiver absolutely stands out there. I got asked the question on a radio call yesterday was, is James Robinson the starting running back for the future? I said, yes, 110% yes. So there are some building blocks there, but... The job for this new general manager to take a look at every single position is going to take some time. Well, it is, and I think running back's going to be intriguing. Depending on the offense they run, I think James Robinson's great, but I think you're going to need something else there, too. I think you're going to need a speed back on third down, depending on what they try to run, uh, I think is going to be critical. James Robinson's a very good running back in a certain kind of offense. Is he a guy who gets outside? Is he a guy who takes it 90 yards? Uh, probably not. So I think there's an element there they're going to need. I think they have to look at wide receiver and figure out DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault 
are very good players. Are they one and two type receivers? Are they one A and two? Are they two and three? Do you need a true one? You know, if you're going to run a big time NFL offense, one more guy in that spot wouldn't hurt. But I go back to what Brian said. You're going to have your quarterback. The other side of the foundation, I think they have pass rusher on defense. I think you need three or four defensive tackle position. I, I think Brian's going to get his wish. I'd be shocked if they don't go hard after Leonard Williams. He looks like he's the biggest free agent out there. Free agency is going to be the key because I don't think there's very much in the draft. The good news, this is a position historically where you can go get free agents. Oftentimes, there's not guys at positions that you want. Defensive tackle, defensive tackle, defensive tackle. Huge priority this <laughs> offseason. Not as big as quarterback, but it's huge. Yes, it is. All kinds of things on the checklist, and that is very high on that to-do list. When we come back, some Bernie Woodfire Grill hot takes here on Jaguars Drag Time. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to without notice equal housing opportunity the wait for the holidays is over america it's time to make some joy and we're here to help with the ford built for the holidays sales event we're offering the best deals of the season across the ford lineup so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a ford expedition bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built ford tough f-150 and find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local ford dealer the joy is up to you america so let's get to it ford Built for the holidays. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And at Deco, visit adecousa.com. Here we go. Hot takes sponsored by Bernie Grill, an all-natural self-burning grill. Check out BernieGrills.com and Brian Sexton. Like always, you're up. Okay, look, I've been asked a lot the last few weeks and especially the last few days about who the head coach should be. Are you looking for a down-the-field passing attack or, you know, are you going to run a 3-4 scheme? That old conversation. What I'm telling everybody is this, character and culture count. Look, for all the accolades that we can send to Doug Marone about the kind of person that he is, um, ultimately the fracturing of the locker room falls on the coach. It doesn't fall on the general manager, and you can't put it all on Tom Coughlin, but 
for the obvious, right? The Jalen Ramseys and all of those things, the culture wasn't strong enough to hold that together, and that goes to the coach. So I'm not looking for a particular scheme uh, or a defensive philosophy. I'm looking for a strong leader of men because that's what the head coach does. He hires an offensive coordinator for his offensive philosophy and a defensive coordinator for the type of scheme he wants to run. But I'm looking for a man who comes in with a strong leadership, strong culture, and is the guy who leads these guys. That's the most important. And I'll give you the guy that I, that I love because I know him. He was here as Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator from the Niners. Now, here he was the linebackers coach. And then he went to San Francisco and became the defensive coordinator. And you saw the defense with the talent that he had and what he built. And the players out there talk about who he is as a person and what he brings to the table as a defensive mind. I'm telling you, guys like that, strong leaders of men, they come through in interviews, they come through with the media. That's what, that's what I want. That's what a team needs. That's what this team needs. A strong culture, a strong character guy to come in and to set the tone, especially because you are, even with the building blocks that we've talked about, you're laying a brand new foundation with Trevor Lawrence, who himself appears to be a strong leader of men and a strong man of character. Bring me a coach who can work with that. That's what I'm looking for. I like it. Robert Sala is definitely a guy that is in all the conversations for the head coach openings. I just saw that he finished an interview with the Atlanta Falcons yesterday. So we'll see what happens, but definitely a strong candidate. All right, John, what are you thinking? Well, I have to see it first. Okay. <laughs> this is sort of, it's not a counter to Brian's because I completely agree that the head coach is far more about the leadership and the tone that he set. But the reality is personnel improvement are a, are a bigger concern, I feel, in coaching. I feel, you know, who they get as the coach, they have their choice. They're going to get somebody who is a leader and a strong personality and it sets a tone. But there are significant personnel improvements that have to be made. I think some of them are on the roster. I think uh, Josh Allen, C.J. Henderson, guys that they have who we feel like are maybe building blocks, Year two and development year, and uh, Josh Allen's going to be in year two, for example, because he really didn't play that much this year. Next step for these guys are going to be huge. If some of these potential guys can become production guys quickly, that'll be an untold story. The coach will get the credit for it, and rightfully so. But what we talked about, the quarterback has to work out an overall defensive tackle, middle of the defense, things like that. The personnel on this team was far more of an issue why they finished 1-15 than the head coach. The head coach had to change because at 1-15 you do. They've got to get the roster right. They've got to get veteran experience, talent, and a core going forward. Next year, the coach, there will be improvement. He'll get credit for it. But all this that happened was not Doug Marone's fault. Absolutely not. You look at the two rosters and it was every single week when you were comparing the roster to the opponent and saying, there's no way. But yet there were still fights and there were still games that were close that they shouldn't have been close. So agree with you there, John. My hot take is don't pay attention to just the hot name. Oh my goodness, this weekend was something. Shad Khan addressed Urban Meyer rumors and while he didn't shy away that he could be a candidate option and he knows him from the Big Ten, they have not spoken. 
rumors are called, are called rumors for a reason. There's not been a phone call. They have not spoken. If you have not spoken, that means you cannot be interviewed. So Twitter, everything else about Urban Meyer this weekend was crazy with that rumor. If you look at social media, you thought, oh, this is a done deal. Sunday morning, you thought Urban Meyer's the coach. He might as well coach this game. Not the case. And this hot take says, cool off with the Urban Meyer take. There are so many names. There are so many candidates. If you watch Shad Khan's press conference on Jaguars.com right now, you'll get the vibe that he is going to be patient and take his time with this. That doesn't mean that Urban Meyer is going to get hired tomorrow like some people think. John, it drove me crazy. Just cool off on it. There's other guys that are worth looking at, you know? Ugh. Sounds like Schlin had a hard weekend. <laughs> it was, it was and, making me angry. You know, look, I, my gut is Urban's going to get the job. There are so many tea leaves out there saying it that if you had to guess, it looks like that's going to happen. But Chad's going to go through his due diligence. He's going to keep it open and make sure that he's hiring the right guy. Uh, to me, where th there's this much smoke, there's probably fire. But he's not the only good candidate. And our, we live in a world where people want answers now. They want to have opinions mm -hmm. and takes on Twitter. They want to do it now. I think it'll happen relatively soon. But you're right, Shalane. It, it was not going to happen Monday morning. There's plenty of time to find a head coach. I, I, but I do think it happens before Monday, for example. I think it happens in that short of time. I agree with you there, but Brian, were you as, if I can only imagine the texts and the calls and the tweets that I was getting, what you were getting saying, why isn't Urban Meyer the head coach yet? It's Tuesday, 9.30, what are well, we waiting you, for, I mean, right? You both have a stronger Gator connection than I do. So um, I, I actually got pushback from people who said, why Urban Meyer? I mean, why jump in with a guy who hasn't coached in the NFL? Not that that's, not, not that that's a requirement. Here's my concern with Urban Meyer since we're talking about him. Uh, it, it, you look at what Bill O'Brien did when he was given control in Houston, right? Trading away draft choices like a drunken sailor and, and trading away DeAndre Hopkins, who made his quarterback. Um, I'm not sure if I'm hiring Urban Meyer as my coach that I want Urban Meyer in control of the roster. And Shaw did say yesterday he's keeping control of the roster, but... You know, a general manager and a coach are going to are going to guide that conversation. I'm not sure I want Urban Meyer in control of my roster long term. I want a football guy in charge of that roster. I want a salary cap manager. I want somebody with the big picture in mind, not someone that can go and trade away something today that will help him tomorrow, but won't help him in 2022 or 2024 or 2026. I'm very cautious about um, the old Bill Parcells quote. If I'm going to be the cook, I ought to be able to buy the groceries. That's not my personal <laughs> philosophy. I like there to be a separation of powers. I like somebody to work for the owner who has the owner's long term in mind, the, um, the macro, if you will, to the micro. Because coaches, and this is, this is their nature, they think, I've got to have a left tackle right now. And so they go and they send the Miami Dolphins, you know, two ones and a two and a four, and, and they give away the whole shop because that's what they need right now. Hard to blame them for wanting and needing things, but the general manager says, no, coach, hold on. You know, those are valuable picks, and we're giving them away for a guy who doesn't catch touchdowns or doesn't throw touchdowns. Let's hold on here a second and think about our future. Um, so that's my big concern with Urban Meyer. You bring him in. He's never had to manage a salary cap before. 
uh, and hasn't run a, a personnel department before, and you're saying, hey, you've never done any of this, here you go, it's all yours, I'd be cautious of that. Great points, Brian. Want to take your time, interview all these candidates, and build this right because you have all the potential and you want to do this the right way. And ShadCon, we all have faith. We'll do that after watching that press conference yesterday. So those are your Burning Wood Fire Grill hot takes, and they were hot this morning. When we come back, we go over some wild card scheduling coming up this weekend in the NFL, coming up right here on Jaguars Drive Time. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar, we believe in better especially in helping build a better financial future for our members so we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up we've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates saving members more than a million dollars this year in addition to the millions we save them every year if you believe that saving money is better join vistar we never forget that it's your money all loans subject to approval insured by ncua hey jaguars fans jack cannonia jr here from jack cannonia chevrolet buick gmc right now you can shop over 1200 used vehicles including over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles and vehicles starting as low as two thousand dollars that's right and i guarantee you no haggle pricing just our best price if you're looking for a quality pre-owned car truck or suv come see us in st augustine why buy from us that's why example 2007 mazda cx7 sports number 7012442322 plus tax tag title and vehicle subject prior to sale offers cannot be combined see for details We're back on Jags Drive Time for a few more minutes here on Tuesday. And we're going to look at the wild card schedule this weekend. You have six games, three on Saturday, three on Sunday. So let's pull up the Saturday slate to get our thoughts. The first game that stands out is, of course, the first one. And the team that we just saw, which was the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Buffalo Bills. John, I will go to you on this because... Those Colts, that game was not supposed to be close, and it definitely became a bit of a nail-biter for Indy against the Jaguars on Sunday. They're going to have to play a lot better to beat a team like the Bills. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters how well the Colts play. The Bills, to me, are the second-best team in the NFL, and I'd be surprised if they don't play the Chiefs, and I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Chiefs. I don't think they will. But this Bills offense is really, really good. I mean, I, I'm not sure how many people have seen them. They, they've been on primetime. Uh, this is a team that, uh, you know, I don't think they win the Super Bowl, but it wouldn't be as much of a shock as people might think. I think they roll in this one. Josh Allen. I agree with you. Is, Josh Allen's arm looks to me uh, better than Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not sure a lot of people would have said that. Um, coming into this year, whatever they've done to get him right. Because, again, I've told you, I watched Wyoming football. I'm from that neck of the woods. I love it. So I watched a bit of that, and I loved him coming out of college, and I, and I acknowledged that he wasn't perfect. This year, he's been almost perfect, and his arm is mm -hmm. explosive. I mean, 
really explosive. There's not a throw he can't make from anywhere on the field. I think they could beat Kansas City, too. All right, well, let's look at the last game on Saturday because I think that is definitely an interesting one as well. It's the Bucks and the Washington football team. John, if the Buccaneers lose this, it'll be a huge upset in the Tom Brady saga. It'll all come to an end, and they'll be very sad Bucks fans. But what a story that would be, on the other hand, for head coach Ron Rivera for the Washington football team. All the adversity that he has been through this year to then beat the Bucks in the wild card would be something. Yeah, and... And it's not impossible. I mean, if you look at the history of teams that have made it in with losing records, and I think the uh, Washington football team was 7-9, and nine, but they actually – there's a pretty good record of those teams getting the playoffs and winning their first game. Uh, the Bucks were shaky at times this season, not unexpected with a new quarterback, even as great as Brady is, coming into a new system with no offseason. Not surprising that they were sort of a work in progress. Uh, you know, I can't pick Washington to win this game. I think the Bucks roll in this one. So it's, uh, you know, but history shows you that a lot of times, I guess because they have that home field advantage, teams with losing mm -hmm. records fare better than you expect. Seattle and New Orleans, right? What was that eight, nine years ago, 10 years ago? Where yep. uh, Marshawn Lynch, Beast Quake, and, and went on that run. Uh, the Saints were a terrific team. Um, and the Seattle got him at home. I, I don't think that, um, that Washington has the quarterback play to offset Tom Brady, but they sure do have the defense. I think it's going to be closer than you think. I think Washington will have a chance. Will be a game worth watching, that's for sure. Now let's quickly go to Sunday's game. Three games on Sunday as well, which means we will all be glued to the couch, napping, and of course watching these games. Let's go to the last game. Cleveland Browns at Pittsburgh Steelers. John, we just watched this game happen last week. They will meet again. This is going to be interesting, and the Steelers should have some guys back. For example, Ben Roethlisberger is one of them. We didn't see him last week when they took on the Browns. Yeah, you would think the Steelers win it, but it's uh, they stumbled into the playoffs. I think it was four losses in the last five games. Uh, the one to the Browns, they didn't have their guys, so you kind of discount that. They lost three in a row after going 11-0. and I've got to go with the Steelers here because of experience at quarterback in uh, their history. But, you know, I think this is a good one. It's a huge one for the Browns because they got in this year, still have to prove themselves that they belong a little bit. If they win, this makes this a mammothly successful season for them. I, um, I want to go back to the top because – I'm not as interested in the other games as I am the first one. You remember last year, the Titans went in and beat the Ravens in Baltimore, and that's with Lamar Jackson yep. and his MVP season. Well, this year, the roles are reversed. And remember, there's, there was a stretch where the Ravens lost four of five. And people were, you know, rightfully dubious of, of what that team was. And then all of a sudden, they got guys back from COVID, and guys started to get healthy. They won their final five games. Um... I don't know why, but I just have a sense that the Ravens are going to pull the upset this year that the Titans did last year. I think there's something dynamic about that team. They assembled it with, you know, the unique Ngakwe's and Calais Campbell trades for sure. Um, but the young running back, J.K. Dobbins, and Mark Ingram has been, he's been resting on the sidelines. They've got the ability to go in there and punch the Titans in the mouth. It's tough to imagine that necessarily because the Titans punch everyone in the mouth, but I... 
I like the Ravens in this game. I'm excited to watch that game. A rematch of a great game last year. I remember sitting in the Fort Lauderdale airport watching that game. And my mom saying, let's go. We're going to be late to our flight. And I said, no, no, Rose. I must watch this game. And I was on time to the flight. And it was a great game. I remember that much. That is wild card scheduling for this weekend. And that is our show, Jaguars Drive Time. We're not done yet. Our last show of the 2020 season is tomorrow right here at 9 a.m. Come celebrate with us and look forward. We will see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.